Sometimes life is messy. Have you ever wished you could refocus your mind, home, relationships, and work life? Join us as we use research-based information to make practical changes and simplify life. This is Life Simplified. Welcome back to Life Simplified. This month, we've been talking all about back to school, and we're going to finish up the month with setting your child up for success. One of the best ways to set your child up for success in school is getting involved as the parent or the caregiver. So, what opportunities can you think of to get involved in your child's school? Back to school. They all, most schools usually have a back to school far as night for them to go and be able to see, you know, their new teacher, the layout of the school, especially if they're changing schools. So, a back to school night for the kids is really good. I know some of the schools around here will have um, classroom parents, and that's a parent who's volunteered to help in that classroom with the teacher, um, maybe on special event days, but just sometimes weekly. Sometimes they help fill Friday folders or just doing things on a regular basis that gives the teacher a little extra time um, for planning and and doing things that, that he or she needs to do. Um, and then also, I know that every school any of my children have ever been a part of have had um, some form of a parent-teacher organization or a parent-teacher fellowship, or they might have a different name, but it's all the same kind of idea um, that typically about once a month, the, the teachers, the parents, they get to come together and they, they kind of help discuss things that can help the school and help the classrooms, help the teachers and the students, and, and just kind of be a way to give feedback and get ideas and have a voice and so that can be um, an easy way to kind of connect and show up and know more and have your face seen. Those are great examples. And with the parent-teacher organization, our school has started doing both in-person and Zoom meetings. So if you can't make it in person, maybe you could join in online. And also, you're child probably is going to be involved in different school activities school plays award events if it's possible go to those things now we know that it's not always possible for you if you are working to get off work to go in the middle of the day to these different things so even if you can't volunteer or you can't make it to that awards ceremony that's in the middle of the day Think about some things that you can do at home that would show your child that you're interested in what they're learning. Make time every day to talk to them, even if you're just asking a question about school. And sometimes it might be a little difficult to drag out more than a, it was fine. So you may have to get a little creative in your questioning. So asking what their favorite part of the day was, or did you, who did you make smile today? Or what did you do at recess? Or tell me about English class or social studies. What did you learn in social studies today? And then another really good thing would be to get to know the teachers. 
and that might be something that you can do at the back to school night like Joni mentioned or parent teacher conferences that typically parent teacher conferences happen about twice a year and you can set up a time to speak with your child's teacher but offer those teachers encouragement a lot of times teachers have those negative conversations and if you can make your first interaction with a teacher a positive one and just offer them a little bit of encouragement and when you get ready for a parent teacher conference be prepared be knowledgeable about how your child is doing in class so that may mean checking those grades on whatever system that your school uses and then Ask your child if there's anything specific that they want you to talk about. Is there something going on that you could enlist the teacher's help with? And if you have specific questions, it's not a bad idea to write them down. I don't know about any of you, but if I don't write something down, I may not remember it. I will not remember it <laughs> if I don't write it down. That's sometimes, a guarantee. Sometimes you even have it wrote down and you still forget it because you forgot where you put your notes. Keep in mind that parent-teacher conference night, the teachers are seeing lots of parents. So be on time and be respectful for the teacher's time. And if you need extra time, send an email or set up another time outside of that regularly scheduled conference to meet with the teacher. Another way to set up your child for success in school is to prioritize learning. What can you do to prioritize learning in your home? I know when my kids was young, we always, uh, when they got home from school, they always wanted a snack. And then we went ahead and we done homework. I know they was in school all day long, but if we did not do it right as they got home, they would not want to do it, period. So the reward was they go on and get whatever they need to get done. And then after that, they can play, they could do whatever they wanted. So we always tried to make to do that first and, and when my kids was young. Well, and I love that you mentioned homework and setting that expectation. And that's a great opportunity to set your child up for success if you have a consistent homework expectation. And like Joni mentioned, it may be right after school. In our home, it's not right after school. We found that that does not work quite as well. So our child does go to childcare for about an hour before we pick her up, and that's her chill time. She can watch TV, she can play, she does the things. And then when we pick her up, we found that she was not ready to do homework yet, and it was a constant battle for homework and typically her homework was studying spelling words occasionally she'd have a worksheet here and there or have to study for a test but she didn't have a whole lot to do so I didn't understand why it was a constant I don't want to and it was mainly just because she wanted to see us she wanted to talk to us it had been a long day without her and if you've met my child, you know she's a people person. She likes she likes the interactions. So she just needed a few minutes of our attention, playing a game, or even just talking to us, and then she was ready to go do her work. 
I think it's important too to know like I have three kids and they all need a different routine when it comes to homework so it may not even be like this is our household routine around homework it may be what does this child need you know my oldest is very self-sufficient he kind of does things on his own timeline I don't even really have to get on to him like and half the time his homework is done before he even gets out of school he finds all that extra space at school gets it done and we don't even have to discuss it my middle child I have to be a little more like okay come on let's get this done um but she will knock it out you know usually at right after dinner or right before dinner if she has an activity she's doing so it kind of bases on what extracurriculars are going on that evening my youngest is a bear sometimes when it comes to homework (laughs) like he is just done and he's one of those kids that is the sweetest person you'll ever meet but once he's done he's done and he's not having it and so we had several times where i'd be like come on you can do this it's just a little bit more it's like three reading sheets you know and they're they're quick you've got this and he he couldn't do it he was not interested he didn't want to it was a struggle and i've found with him as long as it's not a lot of work obviously we do better to let him sleep and do it first thing in the morning the next morning after breakfast because he's refreshed he's clear and he's on it and we can knock homework assignments out really quickly and efficiently if we wait and let him have that time to rest and sleep and and just kind of be restored that next morning now i know that won't work for every family but sometimes you have to be really creative and i know that that's what's worked for him and that's an excellent point so no matter what your homework routine is make sure that it's consistent as consistent as possible we know how life can get sometimes and all of the different activities that everyone's involved in, but as consistent as possible, a well-lit, a quiet, distraction-free place, and distractions are different for different people, but typically the TV would be a distraction. Music for my child, as long as it's low and in the background, that really helps her focus. One thing that I think can be hard is when your child asks for help. When you're helping your child, avoid doing it for them. And sometimes your child may need help creating, depending on their age, may need help creating timelines for those larger projects. So if you've got, if they have a big project coming up, don't just assume that they know how to break that down. Yeah, I don't like to do projects for my kids. And I do realize, um, and y'all have probably seen this, and Amanda, you'll see this coming up. When it's big projects, especially really creative ones, you can tell the parents that were just like, all right, scoot over, I got this, you know? And, And their own, like, perfectionism comes out in it. And I try not to do that. I really want my kids to do it themselves and feel proud of the work that they've done and it can be difficult because you can find yourself wanting to be like no no I wouldn't put that there let's do this this over here but um, they feel better about the work that they've done and they know that they've done it and they know that one of my my lines that I give them a lot is I already did that I already did third grade I already did sixth grade you know like I've done those grades I did my work now it's your time you get to do it Um, so I do think assisting children they need that they need guidance but then they need to take ownership of it and be able to do it themselves just for their own self-esteem because if we constantly take it over and we do it for them they're gonna internalize that well maybe they don't think i can do that 
I liked how you said a while ago, Ashley, as far as after child care. Sometimes uh, after school child care also offers tutoring and also mm-hmm. help with homework. So if your child does go to after school care, check with that because they maybe have that program available and then that way maybe they your child will already have their homework done by the time you pick them up. So I just know some of them do and some of them don't. So just check and see. How else can you prioritize learning in your home? So I have a little um, who's not in school yet, but we try to learn new things all the time. Um, Consistently, we read every single day, Uh, whether it's during the day or at night, we always read at least one story before um he goes to bed and i've really noticed which he's getting older he's getting closer to two i've really noticed over the past few weeks that he's really learning things from that so i encourage you even if you have littles and you think this doesn't apply to you uh, just basically just reading a book we have a book with pictures and it's got airplanes and cars and he's trying to say helicopter and i'm like what are you doing like it's hilarious but they learn and they pick those things up um our son loves tractors and And so we have millions of tractors and we do have different colors. So I've started counting with him and saying the colors of the tractors. And I can tell that those type of things are really, he's really picking those up. And so I encourage you, even if you think it's just those little simple things, we count steps as we're going up and down the steps. So we're encouraging learning before he is in school. Yeah, I think that's a great point to make that everything can be a learning opportunity and I think one thing um, that I've not consciously done but I've seen it make an impact is I talk to my children the way I would talk to anybody any adult and I try to use the same vocabulary and language that I would use in every day and my kids have really picked up on that and I've I've noticed that even my seven-year-old will use words in the right context that he probably would not have known if I weren't just speaking to him like I do with everyone else and he's even really good about if I say something he's not sure about what does that mean and we can discuss it and then he knows what it means and he can use it and so I think sometimes as adults we want to bring our language down to the kids level and, and talk you know some some of us even baby talk when we get to a kid of a certain age but I think if we can really just try and talk to them like we would anyone else that can really grow their vocabulary and and that and that can make a huge difference so I think everything we do is an opportunity for learning exactly being that role model speaking to them in the language that you would use, reading with your child, letting your child seeing you read or you learning something. I am typically reading a book for pleasure as well as a nonfiction book throughout the week. And my child sees that and she'll ask me, well, what are you reading? And I'll tell her whatever the name of the book is for that time and what I what it is I'm learning I may listen to a podcast my husband listens to podcasts and watches the news and is constantly trying to learn something so if your child is seeing you be a learner then they are more likely to internalize that and want to learn more as well Another way to help your child succeed is to encourage responsibility and independence. And we've talked about this some in previous podcasts, but just along those lines, how can you encourage responsibility and independence? 
set them goals for them. When my ch- my children was smaller, which you all, if you've listened, I have older children now, but we always would set goals or things that they needed to do like while in the house. So me, being consistent with that and this is your list, this is what you're responsible for and the next week we'll swap, you know, because all three of my children had different responsibilities because like Tiffany said a while ago, they're all different, you know, and they all learn different and so I had I sit down and I wrote it out for them so that way they could go back and look at it and knew what they need their responsibilities would be and along those same lines helping them set goals as they get older yeah teaching them what a goal is and how to meet that goal and also with the go thing, you know, we don't want to set a go that's going to be not realistic because when you, you already set yourself up for failure when you set that go. So make sure that the go that you do set, if you do, if you do do that, then make it where they, they can reach it. I think for my kids, especially as they've gotten older, I am a little more hands-off when it comes to schoolwork. I'm not one that's going to dig in their backpack and see, did you bring this thing home? Like, you can give it to me if you need something signed, or you cannot, and then you have natural consequences of whatever that is. And so... You know, certainly while we're still in the, the elementary years where we're getting that Friday folder sent home and those newsletters, I keep up with those things. But once they get a little bit older, I really kind of take a step back because I want them to know that they need to take that that responsibility. They need to be more independent. I want them to be responsible for their homework, for their assignments, for getting a, a sheet signed or a permission form filled out and money sent in or whatever it is that they need. And so I do try really hard to take a step back now does that not mean that sometimes I don't know what's going on absolutely because they they will forget or they'll put it off but I think that's important because I know it can be really a culture shock if you go from middle and high school and and having a parent that's like on top of all your stuff and reaching out to your teachers for you and doing all those things and you go to college and there's not that for you like you have to be on it and so I really want them to get the best of that right now while I still can be there in the background like, okay, now how do you think we should solve this problem so that they're ready for that? And sometimes I feel guilty because I think the world wants you to feel like you you need to do all the things for your kids all the time and be there and how dare you let them mess up or miss out or... But I just... I don't know. I just really feel like it's important for them to start stepping up, you know, reasonably so for their age as they move on to middle and high school. And that's a great point. One of the things that I've tried to do is encourage our youngest to ask questions when she has questions. So if she doesn't understand something, instead of coming home and saying, well, I didn't I didn't finish this because I didn't understand it, encourage her to talk to her teacher rather than me sending the email. Now, will I step in if it becomes a pattern and I feel like she needs some extra help, of course, but really giving her the responsibility to say, I need help with this. We've talked about this in a lot of podcasts, so I won't harp on it too much, but you guys know how much I love routines. So (laughs) letting your child be involved in making that routine, depending on the age, Amanda probably makes the routines for her son, but as he gets older, she can include him a little bit more. We started our bedtime routine a couple of weeks before school. Well, we started talking about it. We didn't start it. But we did start talking about the bedtime routine before school. 
And our daughter, our youngest, picked her bedtime. She picked her wake-up time. We're going to see how that goes. And last year, she actually cut her bedtime back on her own because she was so tired at the end of the day. So she actually made that decision on her own with a little prompting. You, you feel tired. What can you do differently? I can go to bed earlier. And so she did it. And she set that all on her own. So we're trying that again this year. We're in the process. We'll see how it goes. But those routines are really helpful in building that responsibility. All right. Just a couple other that we won't spend a whole lot of time on because we have talked about them in previous episodes. But send your child to school ready to learn make sure that they are getting enough sleep and that may require letting them try it out on their own a little bit to recognize that they need that sleep but the national sleep foundation recommends 10 to 11 hours of sleep for school age children and nine hours for teenagers another tip is to support your school's discipline plan Go over the rules with your child. Make sure that they understand them. And then talk about the importance of those rules. And finally, pay attention to that screen time. I don't want to dive into this today because I really want to dive into it further in another episode. I think we said that in our or in our financial podcast this month about allowances. I want to dive into that. So can you tell I'm struggling with screen time right now? And there's different recommendations and the recommendations have changed. So all I'm going to say today is pay attention to the screen time. Is it distracting from school? Is it keeping them from getting their homework done and then I really want to dive into that a little deeper in another podcast any other tips for helping your child succeed just being involved in their life you know making them a priority and making sure that they are being the best that they can be by either being the role model that they need or just being involved in their school activities just being there you know will help your child succeed so much better yeah and I think just them knowing that you're there to support them and that you're there to listen you know like I said I like to be hands off so that they can learn responsibility but they know that if they're struggling um, or having a difficult time with something they can come to me and we're going to talk it out and we're going to try and figure it out together and so I think if they just know that they have you in their corner that makes it all the more easier Mm -hmm. yeah and spending time talking to your child about things that are not only about school so they may not be ready to discuss their day when you're ready to discuss their day but like Tiffany said they her kids know that she's there to listen and we talked in our back to school anxiety podcast about focusing less on the grades and more about the learning process and so keep that in mind that they may not need to talk about school right now because they may be worried about those grades let's let's spend time having fun doing something that's not just a school talk. We appreciate you listening today. If you have any questions or have ideas for future podcasts, reach out to us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com. This is Life Simplified. Thanks for listening to Life Simplified. 
We are family and consumer sciences agents with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Contact us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com.